Hello, and welcome to the Brutal Iron Gym Podcast, where our goal is to cut through the BS and deliver the brutal truth about topics related to health and happiness. Today's podcast number 1,550, and the topic is training. The title is How to Personalize Your Chest Training. So I've been talking with one of my clients. They're a business client, personal trainer, owns a facility, and they have some trainers that work under them. And we've been talking about a kind of a transition for them. They've transitioned out of training athletes, and now that they're kind of transitioning more to general population, they're running into uh, male and female clients that want better body composition, better body shape. And one of the things we were talking about was how they can train in a more personalized way to each individual client. An example that we were working through was a, a chest workout. Now, we, we simplified it down to a chest workout uh, just for the sake of conversation, and then we expanded it out and built a whole program. But we were talking about a, a general format for a good chest workout, if you're trying to train, train just your chest, would be to do some type of fly, so some type of chest isolation work, then you do a free weight pressing motion, whether that's dumbbells, barbell. Then you go to a machine pressing version where there's some kind of stability help. So as the stabilizing muscles get fatigued from the free weight version of the chest press, you go to a machine version which helps stabilize you and helps you dig deeper into chest damage and stress. And then you can choose to end with a fly if you want. And typically at that time, you're going to be using a machine version or cables or something that has, again, more stability support. So that's a, a general version. Now, why do we recommend that? There's a million and one ways to set stuff up, but that is a very damn good way. <laughs> and I've helped people earn uh, pro cards, IFBB and drug tested pro cards. And this is something that I use on a regular basis. To learn why we wanted to do a fly before we do presses, you can listen to podcast 1160, which is a training podcast titled Using Pre-Exhaust to Change Exercise Focus. That's going to help you understand why doing an isolation before a compound movement is actually better for targeted growth of the main target of the compound movement. So check that out. You can find all of our old podcasts on our website, www.prelearnedgym.com. Now, that is a general format. However, <laughs> it can get more complicated, but we're going to do it in a simple way. Typically, what we're going to need to do is we're going to need to pair the chest with another body part. In order to train all of our body parts twice a week, which we know is the best frequency for growth. Now, you can get away with if there's a certain body part that tends to grow really well, maybe once a week. If you have a body part you really want to try to bring up, you might hit it a third time. But in general... If you're going for best growth possible, training each body part twice a week is, is typically the best uh, kind of format. Now, we do have podcast 1437, which is a training podcast titled Programming for Greatest Muscle Growth. It talks about frequency, the number of sets, how intense you should have it, repetitions, time under tension, all, all the nitty gritty. So if you want to get into true programming just for muscle growth, Podcast 1,437 is a really good one to get into. Now, since we are going to be pairing our chest with another body part, that means that we need to be very precise with the type of chest work we do to make room for the other body part. So typically what I would do is I would drop a fourth movement and I would do three movements for the chest, and then that way it gives me other room for the other body part. Now, what, what do we drop? What do we adjust? 
this is where the personalization comes into play. If the person you're working with has long upper arm bones, long humerus bones, and you can do like a general anatomy uh, chart and search for how to compare body parts. You can do all that. Uh, Google search. But if you find that they have a long humerus bone, then uh, you would want to focus more on presses. If somebody has a long humerus, a long upper arm bone, they tend to have better recruitment of their chest during pressing movements. So a pressing movement compared to a fly is a really good way to still have great chest involvement and the loading capacity of a press is greater than a fly. So you can get more tissue damage from a press than you can from a fly if they have a long upper arm bone. Now, conversely, if they have a short upper arm bone, that means that typically their triceps are going to take over during presses, and the triceps are the dominant mover of a press, and the chest is only a secondary mover. So you wouldn't want to focus more on presses, you would actually focus more on flies. So if you have a client that has a long upper arm bone, their chest portion of the workout would be a fly motion to get the pre-exhaust, then a free weight press, then a machine press. If the person you're working with has a short upper arm bone, you would do a fly motion to get the pre-exhaust. You would do a press, typically a free weight press, and then you would go to a fly. Because we don't want to do another press, their triceps will typically take over if they have a short upper arm bone. So long upper arm bone, the chest selection sequence is fly, press, press. If a short upper arm bone, the chest selection sequence is fly, press, fly then that gives you space in the workout for the other body part that you're going to pair with your chest. Now there's a lot of ways to set that up and it kind of, there's a lot of variable like pros and cons, but it's a lot of fun just to kind of play with them all. So one way is to do all the chest work and then you do the other body part, you do a compound movement, then an isolation. So let's say you're, you're pairing biceps. So maybe you do an underhand grip pull-ups which gets a little bit of back, a lot of biceps, and then you do uh, just regular standard bicep curls. Awesome. Maybe you're doing chest and uh, triceps. So you would do all the chest work, and then you do an isolation for the triceps, and then a compound movement. So maybe you do tricep press downs and then dips. Maybe you're pairing shoulders. You would do lateral raises, then an overhead press. So one option is to do all the chest work, then for the other body part, do a compound followed by an isolation. Another option is all the chest work, then for the other body part, do an isolation followed by a compound. And there's pros and cons. You can play with it each program. I tend to have clients switch programs and exercises every four weeks. So for four weeks, I might do the other body part with a compound first, isolation second. The next four weeks, maybe an isolation first, compound second. Then you can also play with supersetting, going back and forth between the chest and the other body part. So for example, if I want to get back, I often do chest and back together all the time. So I just really love the effect of it. I might do a chest fly paired with a reverse fly, which is kind of like a fly for the upper back and rear delts. I then will go to a chest press and I might pair that with a lat pull down. And then since I have short upper arm bones, I'm going to go to a fly next so I'll do a variation of a chest fly and then maybe I'll superset that with a cable row. 
So I would do the chest and the other body part back to back for a movement each. Then I would pick a new movement for each and then another new movement for each. So I get six total exercises in the workout, three groupings of two, and that can easily be done in 30 minutes. You can stretch it out and make a full hour out of it if you want. Or add a third body part at the end. Maybe I can get chest back and then an extra emphasis on shoulders, which is what I did yesterday. So there's a lot of variability in individuality to how you structure the training but having consistency in the structure to know that you're getting the right uh, aspects and the right volume and the right stimulus for the for the targets. So this was a pretty cool option and something that we worked together and we kind of created a training template structure that they were going to use for their, their uh, trainers at their facility. So all of their trainers now have a, a body development program that they will take all of their clients through and they know how to modify now for a long upper arm bone or short upper arm bone or long femur or short femur or long torso or short torso. And it's super fun because now the owner knows that the quality of training is going to be top notch and then the trainer has individuality ability for each client and also just fun and excitement for them as a trainer because they get to pick and choose the exercises but they know they have a consistent structure. So I love this stuff. I thought it was super fun just to kind of throw it out there. So if you're wanting to get a better chest, how you can personalize your chest training is to understand you have a long upper arm bone or shorter upper arm bone. One general way, and this is not 100% accurate, but I'm just going to throw it out there, is if you extend your arm over your head and you look in the mirror, is the joint of your elbow at or below the height of your head? Or is the joint of your elbow above your head? So for me, if I have my arm over my head, the joint of my elbow is about equal with my eyes. It's a very short upper arm bone. So that tells me that I am going to focus more on flies. If you put your arm over your head and your joint of your, upper, your, joint of your elbow is above the top of your head, then you probably have a longer upper arm bone and you should focus more on presses. Okay? So... I thought that was super fun. Uh, if you have any follow-up questions or you want any help with creating programming and stuff, we, we do that. So as I said, it's a, this was a business client. We're going through a lot of stuff on business structure, including programming. And then also, if you want to learn more just about how to train yourself, we do have training templates available on our website. They're documents of 30 to 50 pages. It tells you a whole bunch of structures like what I talked about today and then how to personalize them depending on uh, body position, exercise selection, schedule, what equipment you have available, a whole bunch of really cool stuff. So check all that out on our website. If you have any follow-up questions, just reach out and let me know. Awesome. So hopefully that was fun. I love that kind of stuff. Uh, but if you have any questions, let me know. If you like our podcast, please share it. The more people we share it with, the more people we can help. When you share it, let people know that we answer questions for free. So that way they can reach out and get any question they have answered. Thank you to those who financially support the podcast with donations. There's a lot of hosting costs. I give an hour to it every day, and we're going to keep it for free. If you want to donate, you can do so at our website at www.brutalirongym.com. I truly appreciate it. Thank you very, very much for the financial help. Then if you like the information we share in our podcast, we always post more on social media. I post on Instagram a lot, on YouTube a lot. Check us out on both places. Follow us on both places. And then if you have any questions, feedback, suggestions, anything you want to know, let us know at our email, brutalirongym at gmail.com. As always, I hope this was helpful, and thank you for listening.